0: Well, on this Martin Luther King Jr. day, Jacob Alloy now takes us back to the three known times that King visited Minnesota and his lasting impact on the state. Martin Luther King Jr.'s first trip to the North Star State dates back to 1957 when Fats Domino's Blueberry Hill was still on the radio. I found my thrill. King came to St. Paul to deliver a sermon at the Minnesota Pastors Conference on January 22nd of that year.
1: I think there were like 1,400 people, and knowing our sanctuary, I can't imagine how many, that that many people crammed into that room to hear him speak at the time.
0: That's Bradley Schmeling, the current senior pastor at Gloria Day Lutheran Church in St. Paul. It was his predecessor, Clifford Ansgar Nelson, that invited King to speak during the conference
1: um we have a picture of his presence here that that hangs right outside of our sanctuary so anyone who comes and goes sees the the image of king with the pastor at the time clifford ansgar nelson so in that way it it shapes us historically but also i think it shapes us as Or it it makes us ask the question of, like, what is the legacy?
0: While no recording has survived of King's speech at Gloria Day, the pulpit he spoke from has been preserved.
1: For me, what comes along with that was stepping into the place where he had once stood and feeling aware of, deeply aware of that.
0: Schmeling says while Gloria Day is still majority white, King's legacy has informed the church's work in social justice, especially when it comes to reconciliation work with Native communities.
1: Lutheranism is the whitest denomination in the country, so we're a, a, a wider church and a congregation that should be called to the work of racial justice. Um, White supremacy still shapes so much of our experience here in Minnesota. And if the church isn't working on this, speaking about it, it's hard to say that we would be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: King's next visit to Minnesota was in 1961, where he delivered multiple speeches. Patsy Cline's I Fall to Pieces was topping the charts. I fall to pieces each time I see you again. One of King's speeches in Mankato on November 12th has been preserved by Minnesota State University, Mankato.
1: I am certainly delighted to have the privilege of being
0: in your community today. King spoke at length about the movement to end colonialism in Asia and Africa taking place at the time, and the challenges the world would face on the road to racial justice and equality.
1: So I would like to mention some of the challenges that we face as a result of this emerging new age.
2: First, we are challenged to develop a world perspective.
0: King delivered two sermons at Centenary United Methodist Church, as well as a speech at Mankato West High, speaking about the need to end the notion of superior or inferior races, calling out those using the Christian Bible as justification.
1: And it's a strange thing how men often believe things that are evil in context, and they go to find some religious and biblical justification for it, and so they
0: lift things out of context. Jameel Hawk is a professor at MNSU Mankato. So a delegation of pastors from Mankato were at a national conference where they met Martin Luther King Jr., and they were very impressed by him, and they really wanted somebody to come to Mankato to uh, bring a different kind of message. Having this legacy here in town, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a big deal. The last known time King visited Minnesota was in 1967, when the Mamas and the Papas' rendition of Dedicated to the One I Love was in the air. You, my baby. King spoke at the University of Minnesota about his opposition to the Vietnam War. It was a year before he was assassinated.
2: As he got older, as he moved further through the movement, he really did become more radical.
0: G. Philip Schultz is the associate artistic director of the choir Vocal Essence and has curated the University of Minnesota's Martin Luther King Jr. Day commemoration program for six years.
2: Maybe radical is not even the right word, more pointed and direct in expressing opposition to things that he thought were fundamentally wrong.
0: For Schultz, who grew up in Georgia, this time of year gives him a chance to revisit the teachings of King, something he believes is especially important in our society today. He points to King's theological worldview of the beloved community.
2: A world where I can see you and you can see me and we don't have to agree on all issues, but I can hear you, you can hear me. But at the heart, we both want what's best for each other.
0: Schultz wonders what role King might have played in our national conversations happening right now.
2: I think he would find a way to bridge that gap with his words, inviting everyone to come in and listen and to consider how we are all complicit uh, in some of the problems that we
0: face. On what would have been his 95th birthday, King and his speeches have become a fixture of American history, much like the music that underscored his era. And while Schultz and many others are celebrating the man, they are also looking at what his words can teach us about the march for justice still ahead. Jacob Alloy, NPR News.
2: Lift every voice and
0: Jacob's story made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And it is Monday, the 15th of January. There is more online about the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. here in Minnesota and his visits here at mprnews.org, front and center now.